The following program is a part of the Movie Morgue Network. Beauty and the Beast and the Bees. This month we're celebrating Christmas in February. There's killers on the loose on campus in the latest remake of Black Christmas. That house with the red door is back as teens are threatened again in A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. And stockings are hung without care in Silent Night, Deadly Night. But before we get to all that, please help me welcome back to the microphone my co-host and the founder of the B-Movie BFFs website, Kelly Hogaboo. Hey, good afternoon, Tim. Good afternoon. Now, okay, before we get to what we've been watching, I have to tell everybody um, that if you guys noticed that the sun was shining a little brighter, uh, (laughs) food tasted just a little bit better, you slept better, you just felt like, hey, man, I can tackle the world. That's because we finally met in person. Yay! <laughs> your, your world is now fulfilled. Uh, now that you, we've, we've met each other in Washington and um, uh, perused a comic book store and uh, bought some chocolate. <laughs> yeah, and had some pho, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, enjoyed Olympia, Washington a little bit. Yeah, you didn't get uh, the spring rolls you wanted. I did not. I forgot to check, and I got home, and they were full of shrimp. So no. you know, I had to. <laughs> I had to donate them to someone. You know, <clears throat> I should know better. I should check. At least they were still, you know, edible. Oh, they were. They they do a beautiful job there. I just uh, I just need to check because that hap- that's happened there before. So. Yeah. Oh, so you've been, oh, that's why you, we went there. You've been there before. Okay. I have. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a straight shot from my house. It's easy to, yeah. And I was, gotcha. um, yeah, it was fun comic book shopping too. Cause, um, I hardly ever do that. So yeah. yeah, I hadn't been into an actual comic book store for a while. Um, cause I just usually go to, you know, conventions and that's it. Um, cause most of the time I go to comic book stores there, I don't know. 
It's mostly just they go, oh, yes, we've got old comics. And it's like, oh, awesome stuff from 1995. That's not old. Okay. That's, that's not what I want. <laughs> I want I want stuff from like anywhere from the 40s through the early 80s. But uh, but they actually had a decent selection of, of stuff there. Um, and, and I got my Doctor Doom figure. You know. Yeah, that's I did. That's where you got it. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, my oldest is turning eighteen here in just a couple days, which is really wild. And I did pick up a couple. It took me forever, but I picked up a couple books for him. But um, yeah, that was no, it was fun, and it was nice meeting your friend. Who's yes. Along, yes. So yeah. Well, I'm yeah, glad she, you came to watch it. She actually had a, a a good time. I was kind of nervous that it was going to be like, oh sh shit, are we going to like nerd out and she's going to be just like, huh? <laughs> but she she actually had a good time. Yeah, there were four because my husband came along too, so there were four of us. But yeah, yes. we we didn't just only talk shit movies, which you know for me it was a, a purposeful effort to include the other two people. <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I, I seem to recall you were just like standing in people's way at that coffee shop. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, God, with my backpack. That's right. You, you don't remember Rob like pulling you out of the Yeah, way. which I really like it when he does that. <laughs> and you're like, huh? Swinging the like backpack around, bonk, huh? It was crowded. Too. It's like a Three Stooges routine with like a two by four. That's, that was exactly what it was like. <laughs> Uh, okay, so um, uh, what have you been watching recently? Anything exciting? <clears throat> Anything as uh, pertains to the show? Lots of exciting stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of a recent-ish film that I want to put out there for any neo-noir fans would be 2017's You Were Never Really Here, mm -hmm. um, starring Joaquin Phoenix, who is definitely the man of the hour right now. and whom Oscar winner? Yes, not only that, but super vegan. Like, um, I'm a big, big Joaquin fan. He's been vegan since he was three. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and he's quite the activist. But uh, so <clears throat> I always make the joke, if you were to make one of those traps that's like a crate with a stick and a string, yes. the, the thing you would put under there to capture me would be a film like this. Like, <laughs> I, it's like, it's like almost incomprehensibly dark noir and it feels it feels like there's like four lines in it um and it's british right <laughs> i don't think it is dark um, noir that's british or or norwegian or some shit the, no i like american <laughs> noir actually okay. i'm pretty sure i don't know but um it was great it was great soundtrack like i said it's really dark and it's a little bit artsy and um it only had one scene that I thought was kind of corny, but otherwise I'd give it a 10. So I loved it, loved it. Oh, wow. Um, I just loved it, and I would watch it. My, my kid was, like, walking behind me and, like, what are you watching? Because it's so violent <laughs> in a couple spots. But I'm like, mind your business. Um, <laughs> but to be fair, you hear that a lot. I do. I try to watch the, <laughs> the yeah, I try to watch it with headphones, but sometimes they can see over my shoulder. Like, I don't watch it on our big screen if it's really gross. But, um, yeah, it was good. And then... Um, I also have been watching a lot of classic horror with my mm. oldest, and we watched both Alien and Aliens, so that would be my, yes. you know, 400th time seeing those. Um, but we also watched uh, Manhunter, Silence of the Lambs, and oh, yes. Re Red Dragon, mm -hmm. and um, that was a lot of fun, and I don't know if we're going to watch any more of those, because I honestly am starting to feel like Silence of the Lambs and Manhunter are the only good 
things that really came out of the whole Hannibal Lecter stuff. Um, and Silence of the Lambs is a, a better film than I even remembered. Like, I'd remembered it was good, but it is so good. So that was, that was a lot of fun to watch all of those sort of classic, you know, new classics with my kiddo. It's so much fun to share it with your kid, because... Yeah. They're they're like you but smarter and cooler. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, they're like me, like oneself. They're like oneself, not like you. I gotcha. Like my kids aren't very much like you, Tim. I have to say. <clears throat> well, there aren't many like me. <laughs> no, you you broke the mold for sure. <clears throat> um, well, so for as for what I've been watching, uh, speaking of, of, of Hannibal Lecter thing, I, I've been rewatching the entire series of Hannibal, right? Um, with Mads Mikkelsen, and uh, I, you know, I know you don't like it, and I don't get why because I just love that show, just the aesthetics alone, and uh, the uh, the score of the show is just amazing. Uh, the uh, creator of the show. Um, he is a, he was a huge David Lynch fan, and he knows how David Lynch is really a big into creating uh, you know sound, uh, soundscapes uh, in his films, and uh, Hannibal definitely has that. And I actually would have to say I think Mads Mikkelsen is my favorite Hannibal, actually. So tell me, <clears throat> so tell me why that is. I mean, I saw the first season, so I I mean I remember aspects of it, but why do you like Mads the most? <sighs> well, if you read the books. Um, he's closer to Hannibal Lecter than any of the other actors, especially with his accent. And um, there's something when you watch him, he's such a subtle actor. With he has these facial expressions that are just like most of the time, he's got a very this very cold exterior, and then you'll see like a little something with his eye, or with the corner of his mouth. Or something, and you always feel like he is dangerous. Every gotcha. time there's a scene with you, with him, with another character by themselves, you're always worried about that person. Gotcha. And um, I just, I'm, I'm in the middle of rewatching season two, and I, I just, I thought it was brilliant. Uh, everything they, they did with it, even with retelling, they, they've taken some elements from, uh, from the movie Hannibal. And elements from, you know, they retold the Red Dragon story in season three. Um, everything they, they with the, associated with that show I thought was wonderful. I thought, um, oh, what was his name? Uh, Ricky, um, not Ricky Gervais. Oh, my God. <clears throat> oh, I can't even remember the guy's name now. Which uh, character? Uh, he was uh, Dr. Abel Gideon. Oh, yeah, just not... <laughs> <clears throat> uh, which was a you know a character created for the show, but um, he um, oh god what was this the hell is this guy's name I'm looking at his frigging face oh, oh Eddie, Eddie Izzard Eddie Izzard yes okay Eddie Izzard was great I'm not he's, sure so does he show up in season two because I'm not remembering seeing Eddie uh, Izzard he, no he's in season one oh I just it's been so long he's and I I'm a one. huge fan Eddie Izzard's amazing yeah yes. He he's he basically he's already in the institution with Dr. Chilton, and he's been convinced by Dr. Chilton that he's the the real Chesapeake Ripper, which of course pisses off Hannibal Lecter, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I I just I I love the show. Um, 
And I actually got, you know, my friend that was with us uh, in Olympia, I, I got her hooked on uh, on Hannibal, and she hates horror. Mm -hmm. And so I somehow <laughs> got her hooked on it. How many the, seasons are there of Hannibal? It's done, three. right? It's all, it's all over? Yes. There's three seasons, uh, 39 episodes. Uh, they've talked about... Um, reviving it for a fourth season they wanted to do it earlier but the uh the rights were held up i think for something like three years or four years or whatever the hell it was so but anyway um so let's see uh what else uh do i have here well i have the 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 one season of the revival of veronica mars on hulu okay which I I love Veronica Mars. Uh, I have so now I have all four seasons of that show. I haven't finished watching that yet. Um, I got the complete series of Swamp Thing from that uh, DC streaming channel, and I know you like that. So yeah, you know what? <laughs> I was enjoying it and Ralph bailed on me. This is classic, okay? He uh, he will you? yeah, he finds something, usually something kind of retro or throwback or you know something like G.I. Joe or in this case, you know something. He tells me, "Let's watch this." I get all excited cuz he never makes time to watch stuff. He just is doesn't waste time. Which yeah. I, I don't get it. But um, <laughs> we, we're watching Swamp Thing. I'm digging it. And he's like, about episode three or four, he's like, eh, it's boring. I'm like, God damn. Oh my God. So I haven't been back. Um, oh no. But I, I did enjoy it. I loved the practical effects and I loved, yeah. it was kind of over the top in a way that I just totally adored. So yeah, eh. Yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't started watching it yet because I'm, I'm going through all these things that I'm trying to get through i mean uh, of course i shouldn't i should be watching that instead of rewatching a show i've already seen but um, uh, i know okay <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you'll love this one it's not just a giallo it's a giallo uh in a discotheque with okay. with uh disco <laughs> dancers it's called murder rock <laughs> from uh lucio fulci it's like 1984 so it's mm. lots and lots of uh you know headbands and leg warmers and that kind of thing but with cheeks. murder yeah yeah that sounds really great yeah you'll love it. <laughs> yeah the, the the killer uh kills people with a gigantic hat pin okay um yeah. you know so i've got yeah. a lot of those tim uh-huh i've got a lot of hat pins you know in my wait, studio wait, what, are you, what are you trying to say i'm just saying i'm i'm prepared i have a lot of murder implements in my studio <laughs> so that that was a fun one huh it's it's kind of it's dumb. I mean, <laughs> I I I never seen it before. I bought it sight unseen. Okay. Um, and I, I just got yesterday, and I finished watching um, um, one of the later uh, uh, Paul Nashi uh, werewolf films called The Beast and the Magic Sword. Um, uh, takes his character of uh, uh, Waldemar Zaninsky and just, uh, takes him to Japan looking for a cure for his. Uh, lycanthropy and uh, it, 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 if you've seen any of his werewolf movies or anything they're all very similar um, they're, they're a lot of fun they're very entertaining but it's so funny he his stuff always has to have some bizarre music that is just absolutely inappropriate gotcha for what's going on <laughs> um, 
uh, what was it? I, I was watching. I got uh, Shout Factory put out a couple volumes, uh, collections of his films. I think like ten of his movies, and uh, one of them is um, was it uh, the Re Re Revenge of the Zombies? And um, there, there'll be some horrible murder going on, and they'll play some like uh, jaunty. Jazzy music, da 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 da. You're like, the hell? How? Elevator music. Trying to create atmosphere and it just totally blows it. That's funny. But they're still pretty entertaining. And last but not least, I got the wonderful 40th anniversary restoration of My Bloody Valentine, which I mean, it's never looked better. Ooh. The only thing that you know they don't they didn't add back in is the footage that basically just doesn't add, uh, exist anymore. Uh, it, it, most people might remember uh, when this came out back in uh, 1981, uh, they, the, the MPAA gave it an X rating uh, for, for gore basically. And it, so it, it was heavily neutered for a long time. If you watch the version that's on Amazon prime streaming, it cuts almost all the gore out, and it, it's, it's it's boring, frankly. It's like mm. it's not even worth watching. This is fantastic. It leaves everything in, uh, except for there's one scene that had been cut, and the footage was lost, and uh, that's where a couple was uh, having sex, and they're impaled on a giant screw. Um, you know, like you do. Um, and there's all these great extras it's a 4k scan and it's if you have the opportunity to get it i totally recommend it because they have the theatrical version and then they have the restored version they're both 4k uh restorations and it's they, they look amazing and that's what uh you know 80s slashers are all about right <clears throat> it's one of the best i don't know have you seen it oh yeah you oh, know, good. it's okay. funny, we just watched, like, so we, we either, when we have dinner together, about a third of the time, we just sit at the table, and a third of the time, we play Trivial Pursuit as a family, and then a third of the time, we watch something while we're eating, and we just watched uh, this horror documentary called Nightmares in Red, White, and Blue, I think it's like 2010, oh, yes. 2009, yeah. and it was, one thing that was really interesting, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a great documentary or anything um, it it just covered too much ground for it to be, you know, an hour and yeah. a half or whatever. It's, it's, it's um, very general. Yes, exactly. I mean, it was still fun because you got to kind of, we with the kids we talk about, we're like, oh, that movie came out, you know, it was a big deal or it wasn't. You know, it's kind of cool to share, like I said, with your kids. But one right. thing that was so interesting is almost all of the footage, all of the clips of the films were such poor quality. Um, like the their the prints weren't good for the films they were showing, and I just thought that was so interesting. I'm like, I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know much about restoration and when we start. It seems like a lot of stuff's getting restored, even stuff that's ridiculous and terrible. Um, they're <laughs> they're putting the effort and money into restoring it, but it sure does make a difference. Like you just kind of don't. Oh yeah, it's not nearly as fun to watch if it's grainy or crummy and. Um, so anytime anything gets restored, I'm always like, okay, I'm a little more interested in watching it or watching it again, you know, even if it's not a great film. Yeah, uh, My Bloody Valentine in particular, I mean, it, it, the thing that's great about it is they have, first of all, you have likable characters, which is rare for that. Mm. I mean, uh, yeah. for a lot of 80s slashers. Especially 80s slashers, yeah. Yeah, they're just, they're, 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 well, let's be honest. I mean, most of them don't have 
you know, lots of uh, really deep characterizations or anything, but uh, if you can have likable characters, it's a lot more fun to watch, right? And plus, then you're like, okay, well, I don't want to see them get killed as opposed to if they're assholes, who, who cares? Yeah, it's, um, it's more boring when they don't have a personality. You're just kind of waiting for, you know, them to get their heads cut off or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I personally think that the killer in it's extremely easy to guess, but uh, that doesn't take away from the enjoyment of it. I, I think, especially this, it's so beautiful to look at um, that, I mean, it, it looks like you're watching, it's like watching a different film. Mm-hmm. And that's why, uh, if, if you're ever able to, to pick it up from Shout Factory, uh, I absolutely recommend it because it's, it's really impressive. And the, the extras on it are great, too. Um, that's cool. Um, that sounds fun. It is. Uh, <clears throat> all right, let's get to our main feature. Uh, it's that time of year again at Hawthorne College. Kids are preparing to go home for the holidays, but there's one problem. Someone is killing the adorable and spunky MKE sorority sisters. Is it a standard <coughs> serial killer, something supernatural, or just a dopey combination of both? Predictably nerdy final girl Riley and her friends must find out who's behind the not-so-grisly slayings before their entire sorority house is wiped out for good in the latest Black Christmas. It's my privilege to teach you this semester. Enjoy your winter breaks and Merry Christmas. Sup, ladies? Excited for tonight? It is our last day of our last fall semester of college ever. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bells ring and jingle bells ring. Can you take a photo of all of us? Of course. Where's Helena? She was pining back a sodas earlier, but she looked really good. Cheese. We shouldn't have let her go back by herself. She's fine. Come on, little, little. Helena hasn't gotten home yet. If I were missing, I'd want you to unleash the bloodhounds and track me down. She was at DKO last night. Still creating problems, huh, Rye? Hello? Hello? I'm worried that something bad happened. It's winter break. Could just be a delay of some sort. Snow. My friend is missing. Nine times out of ten, the girl's just with a boyfriend. I will bring you to your knees. Traditions alive. You're all insane. I'm tired of hiding. I'm tired of running. Go, 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 go! Ho, 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 bitch. You mess with the wrong sisters. Okay, uh, so. 
I, granted, now that we we saw this a little while ago, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, all three of our films are. We saw them a minute ago, so I'm like, okay, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> yes. So, how, how do you feel about the the, the, the newest Black Christmas? <clears throat> well, I I want to watch it again because I didn't I didn't love it. But then the more I thought about it, the more I did like parts about it. And then I went and researched it a little bit more. And that kind of made me want to check it out again. Mm -hmm. um, I was surprised by it um, in that I was expecting something darker and more edgy. And mm. in my research, I found out they had actually written it to be rated R, and then they kind of cut it, and I think it's now, yeah, PG-13, and it, yeah. it's been watered down quite a bit. Right. And I think that, I think that's the only Black Christmas to ever not be rated R. And yes. Yes, that's kind of a bummer. So um, <laughs> I, I feel like, uh, you know, it was it was entertaining enough and it was fun. And there were a couple things that were cool surprises. But there was a lot of stuff that wasn't a surprise. Like once Carrie Elways shows up, right? I'm like, well, oh, is he going to be the evil mastermind, you know, behind these killings, right? And guess what? <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, but there were a couple surprises that were pretty fun. So. It was, it was okay. <laughs> That's an endorsement. Um, okay, first of all, let me say, slasher films must be rated R. It, making yeah. them anything less than R is just pointless. Yes, because... it's weird because you're like, what kind of, who who is the audience here, right? You know what I mean? Well, exactly. It, it feels, yeah, yeah. You know, we were, you know, like we were just talking about My Bloody Valentine, how they basically neutered it. Um you know, the, the MPAA just absolutely just chopped it up. Um, this thing, and I read the same thing that you did, they cut all the gore out. There's literally almost no blood in the film. And when you see anything that might you might consider to be blood, it's like black. Yeah, yeah. Like there like was... oil. Yeah, well, it, that was an uh, interesting choice, too, um, that they um, did put a sort of supernatural <clears throat> element into the movie, right? Yeah, and okay, let, <laughs> let me just say the thing that drove me nuts with this movie, besides the fact that they cut it, I don't understand the point of a slasher movie if there's no slashing in it. It, it seems kind of <laughs> stupid. But it, the supernatural element that's dragged into it, I thought was asinine. I, I just, I did not care for it. And like you said, when what, uh, um, Carrie Elway shows up, it's just like he may as well have had this huge sign on him that says, Hey everybody, right. I'm, the, I'm the killer and you'll see me be the bad guy at the end or, and, and, it, and that's just, it's not even one killer. Uh, you know, again, this is a, this is a, a spoiler podcast. The, it, it's like a, an entire, uh, you know, <laughs> frat house. Yeah. You know, um, I have never enjoyed in a horror film when they're like, Oh look, it's actually, you know, three guys or it's, you know, uh, five guys or two guys. Because I always feel like that's kind of cheating. You know what I mean? Like at the very beginning scene where the gal's walking home and she's being followed and she right. tries to evade and you think she's safe and then, oh, boom, there's three three new guys, right? Yeah, I mean, she goes inside and there's one inside the door. Yeah. Right. So I'm kind of like, it's it's kind of like... Um, kind of like the I, I think of it as like the rosemary baby rosemary's baby effect where if if your hero or your heroes are, are trying to evade 
you know, the bad guy, but it's like, oh, boom, at the end, turns out everybody's the bad guy. <laughs> I, I just feel like uh, it's, I, that always falls a little flat for me. And yeah, in this case, like it was literally like a whole frat, wasn't it? <laughs> like that were involved. Oh, yeah, whole, whole fraternity. Yeah. Uh, for me, okay, if you're going to have multiple killers or like you said, like, you know, like everybody's in on it or whatever, it better be well written you know, to justify it. Sure. Right. Which like in rarely, Scream, I yeah. thought Scream did a great job with that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the Scream series. Well, not so much Scream 3, but. Uh, I'm more of a scary movie person than Scream. Oh my God. <laughs> I love the first two. Oh, holy yeah. shit. <laughs> no, I don't even want to go down that road. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. To me, like when you, when you watch this movie, and I guess you could say that you can do this with, 80s slashers too but as soon as we saw riley who's the the heroine the main heroine i was like oh she's the main character <laughs> why because everybody was glamorous but see she was quote unquote dumpy because she had glasses and her hair was up uh, well you know, I, I, be, you, you know what i'm saying it's like that's no movie. I, that's, I she was that's, a she well, was she's a, beautiful well that's not what i was gonna say she was traumatized from having been raped and that's right i wouldn't have called her dumpy i would have said she was depressed i wasn't gonna say i, I should have said frumpy is what because like i'm talking about like the costume design the way they made all her friends look very glamorous and then of course they had her like with you know overalls and a heavy jacket and, and glasses and her hair which is you know movie language for oh she's the nerdy girl but she'll be pretty when she takes her glasses off and lets her hair down, oh, geez. you know, kind yeah. of thing. No, I didn't see it that way at all. I, I The film was a very strong indictment um, against rape culture, and that was what I was well, seeing. Well, yeah, I, I, I get that. I'm just saying it's like, as far as just movie language, uh, for what when you looked at that, it's like nine times out of ten, when you watch a slasher movie, you can always tell who your heroine's going to be. You know, we don't even have to tell you. You just you, you pick up on it right away. Um, like like with the original Black Christmas, you know it's not going to be Margot Kidder <clears throat> because she's so obnoxious and foul mouthed. And you yeah, know. there were kind of a lot of newcomers in the cast too. Like um, I recognized, you know, Imogen Poots. I I'm right. like, where have I seen her? You know, I had a, I had, she was in the Fright Night remake, which was fine. Colin mm -hmm. Farrell was cute. Um, I, I really liked the Landon character because, you know, the guy that shows up and he's, he's like a nice guy and kind of I'm, nerdy guy, yeah. yes. And I'm like, okay, he's either going to be in on it, right? right. He's going to be a mole. He's a secret bad guy or he's going to be killed. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was pleased that they didn't go either route with him. Cause like I, both of those are pretty tired out. Right. So that was kind of, right. you know, he survives and he's, he's a cool figure in it, but, um, yeah, a lot of it's like I didn't recognize hardly anyone in the film. Yeah, a so. lot of newcomers in it. Yeah, I, I, basically with, with the exception of Imogen Poots, it's Carrie Elway's. Right, the, he's the guest star. Really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's basically like an extended cameo, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you about the 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 Landon character, and I, like you, the whole movie I was going, okay, he's in on it. Right. He's in on right. it. When's he gonna like? She's gonna turn around. And he's right. gonna like hit her in the head with a bat or right, something, you know. Right. And it never happened. <laughs> yeah. That was probably the one thing in the movie that I was like, okay, I like that. They didn't, you know, go down that road of just kind yeah. of, the, the, you know, that's such a cliche. 
Uh, and did they course... they killed? I mean, uh, all of our main ladies, I think, except for two of them, right? So, I, yeah. We so we got down to two. Yeah, because there was the one that you thought that was going to make it to the end, but it turned out she was in on it. Yeah, yeah, she was the mole. And you know, that's another thing is the film has a really high body count but zero gore, and that's just odd. Do you know what I mean? Just it just makes weird. it odd. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's such a bloodless film for so many victims in it. Yeah. Um, I mean, the one thing they really kind of did recreate was the the character who gets suffocated with the bag. Right, right. You know, but it's just not really, I don't know. I'm a huge fan of the original Black Christmas. Oh, I yeah. Everybody loves it. Love, yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, and, and the fact that it's done by the same guy that did A Christmas Story just tickles me. Uh. But <laughs> Bob <laughs> Clark. Um and I don't know if you saw the remake from, I think, what was it, 2008? No, I haven't. Uh, it's, I've, I've heard mixed things about it. For yeah, sure. it, it does a lot of things really well, and then it does others. It, it, it goes down a, uh, a road it, it, where it adds a whole B story that just is a head-scratcher for me. I, I'm not a fan of it. Uh, but the nice thing about it is they do bring back Andrea Martin as the house mother. Right. You know, which is kind of a kind of a cool thing, but um, so what's your rating for this one? Uh, unfortunately, I mean, I really liked the messaging and and I mean, that was very strong in the film, very well done. Um, it was pretty competently paced, but the fact that it had the ensemble killers without the payoff and zero gore, I'm going to give it a five. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm going to have to give it a three because I there were points in it where I was like, I was literally sitting in my, my seat and falling asleep. Yeah. Because I was like, when's it wasn't, it wasn't scary, that's for sure. No, Although, I, I, now that I'm thinking about all three of our films tonight, none of them were scary. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> we, we picked three horror films and, eh, so, oh, eh. I, um, yeah, I don't know. Watching this movie, it just... It, it's just frustrating that okay for me when I go to a, a slasher movie I want to I want to see some heads getting cut off I want to you know I want to see some creative murders or whatever and this was just like every time something was about to happen they cut away yeah it was very yeah or yeah. like oh we're gonna slash this person's throat well they'll do it they'll show up from behind and you're like never you're like what what <laughs> like, yeah give me, give me some damn prosthetics or something for God's sake I don't know. Um, I, yeah, so probably a three for me because it just didn't, it kind of reminded me, um, I, I, I left this out when we were going over uh, our recently seen, I, um, I also saw that new version of the innocence called the turning mm. and holy crap was that boring. Oh my God. It, not only was it dull, 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 but the ending will infuriate you. Oh. It is, and I've, and thank God I've seen online that there's other people that feel the same. It, it because that they literally, at the end of the movie, the story just stops. It doesn't end. It just stops. Mm. Then they cut to, they smash cut to another scene that makes zero sense. That's like almost uh, like a, a cartoon uh, in, in in how just silly it is. And then the movie just then boom credits, and you're like. Wait, what just happened? Mm. What happened to the heroine? What what's what happened to the story? I it, it's it's just infuriating. I I absolutely hated it. You know, it's um, funny talking about <clears throat> um another one I didn't mention on the recently watched um 
we watched Slither, uh, which mm-hmm. I had remembered as being completely hilarious all the way through. What is that? <laughs> I think it's 2006. Um, mm. Yeah, James Gunn, I think. And I watched it with yes. my kiddo, and um, it was it was fun because we got to you know there's a lot of horror movie references, and that's one that does have great gore in it, just excellent oh, yeah. gore. I mean, some of the CGI doesn't quite hold up, but a lot of the I mean, there's a lot of practical effects, super fun. But you know what? It didn't get funny until like 35 minutes in, and I had remembered it being funny the entire time. And I just think mm. it's so funny we have that memory of like. At the time, it felt like such a novel homage film that was pulling Mm -hmm. from so many sources, and especially Night of the Creeps, which I've been a huge Night of the Creeps fan forever. I love it. Yeah, and and then we watched it, I'm like, eh. And as funny as it was, I realized, like, it's really about the charisma of Nathan Fillion and Elizabeth Banks, and then using the F word. Like, it just drops the F-bombs constantly. And I'm like, it's not as funny as I remembered. But it was still great. But it was kind of like, oh, all right. Like, my memory of it is a little different than my reality. So, well, you know. and it, it does have a great cast. It's got it does. Michael, Michael Rooker, yes. who I love, and uh, Jenna Fisher from The Office. She's a, um, she's barely in it. She's in like yeah, two she, scenes. Yeah. She, she's not in it for very long. Yeah. Yeah. No, Michael Rooker's great in it. He was a lot of fun. He's always great. But yeah. Which, by the way, if you ever get a chance to go to a, a Comic Con that he is at, Take take advantage of that because he is hilarious. Mm. I'm never going to go to a comic con, Tim. It's not going to happen. Oh, how dare you! <laughs> it's so much fun. He 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 is uh, made to be in front of an audience mm. because he is he's just uh, bottled energy let loose on stage. And he goes he takes the microphone instead of sitting on stage and just taking questions he's uh, they always try and get him to stay there and he does he just grabs the microphone he walks out in the audience and just starts talking to people <laughs> and, and it's it's, it's he's in his element funny. Mm. oh yeah absolutely <laughs> uh okay so uh it's time to get our arms all scraped up trying to dig out old videos out of the return slot at the abandoned video store for our latest picks uh so what's your pick for this month kelly Okay, a new family moves into the house on Elm Street, and before long, teenagers are again having nightmares about crispy critter child murderer Freddy Krueger. This time, Freddy attempts to possess blue-eyed boy Jesse in a decidedly horrific and, frankly, homoerotic fashion. Fun gore, exploding budgies, sweaty shirtless boys, lots of grab-assing, and a tepid, thwarted, heterosexual romance keep our nightmares kinda spicy in A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Someone is coming back to Elm Street. He is not friendly. He is not patient. And he is not a welcome visitor. No! 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 But he has something terribly special for the new kid on the block. It started to happen again. Dad! I'm in trouble. You've had some scary dreams, okay? Help! Daddy can't help you now. There's something inside him. Fight him! You are not afraid of him. He doesn't even exist. Freddy Krueger is back on Elm Street. Watch out for him. 
will be in your neighborhood soon. A Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 2. Freddy's Revenge. <laughs> okay, so I, when you told me to, uh, you, you, this was your pick, so I went and I watched it, and I was like, I've, I literally haven't seen that movie in like twenty years. Me, oh, I hadn't seen it since it came out. Or you, more, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It had been a long time, and. Now, I, I'm a regular listener to uh, the uh, the slasher podcast, The Hysteria Continues, and they when they covered it, they you know they were talking about the whole time like, wow, this is a really homoerotic film. And I remember when I watched it, like way back a long time ago, I didn't remember that at all. Right. And then I watched it, and I was like, oh my god, right? <laughs> Everything in this is like there's there's like uh, so much symbolism of of, of phalluses and um when, you know when um our our, our hero jesse uh he he, tr he he tries to have sex with his girlfriend and it doesn't work out so he runs to his friend's house into his bed jumps in his bed yes he gets in his bed and everything and, like takes his shirt off and everything like what's happening yeah you know so we i watched this with phoenix my my horror kid and yes. um we watched it through Amazon Prime and they have those little movie facts that mm -hmm. you can see on the screen. And it, you know, it talked about how the, and by the way, this is a very contentious issue as far as the, the lead actor and the screenwriter, the director and the producer, yes. they all have different versions of the mm -hmm. story as far as the queerness of the film. Right. But the, you know, there was a comment that, oh, the screenwriter knew that it was homoerotic, but the director didn't. Uh, and I'm like, well, I didn't realize it was so homoerotic. But again, I was 10 years old when I right. watched it. Yes. So like watching it now, you, you, there's just, it isn't even subtext. It's just, that's how it is. Right? It's, it's all text. <laughs> right. It's di directly, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> yeah. There's a great article on Buzzfeed, um, a few years old, I think that kind of goes over some of the history uh, and uh, we should post it to the Facebook page because it's pretty interesting. Uh, and it's actually not a very happy story because, unfortunately, the lead actor, um, uh, I can't remember his name, Mark Patton, yeah, he kind of, he definitely, his career suffered. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, he felt like he'd been kind of outed before it was okay to be out. I mean, it, it's not, it's right. not a very savory story, really. Um, yeah, he, he, he really was extremely angry uh, at the right, both the writer and the director, because mm -hmm. uh, he felt he was basically being exploited. Because and, and, yeah. and honestly, when you watch the film, he is in his underwear a lot, so much, yeah, like yeah. tidy whities and no shirt. No, I mean it's just he's just walking around, and and he he spends a lot of time with either no shirt or his shirt like way open, not buttoned. Yeah. And there's a lot of, you know, um, there's a lot of men's backsides in the film. Like there's a lot of butt cheeks and oh, like, shit. yeah, when, yeah. When, when his coach gets murdered, <laughs> right. That scene is batshit crazy. Right. I mean, it's not just, oh, Freddy goes and like kills the guy. No, no, no. Freddy goes and like has him tied to like the shower nozzles in the men's shower and then strips him naked and like just like whipping his ass right. and everything. You're like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it was, you know, I guess it only came oh out. What, it's like only a year or two after the first film. 
Yes. And um, it's very different. I mean, I feel like the mm -hmm. first the first film had some pretty scary moments in it. Yeah. And this one, um, I feel like, you know, Freddie, well, I think one reason the franchise is so popular is because of Robert Englund's portrayal. Oh, he, yeah. He is very charismatic. I mean, even mm -hmm. if you don't find the films that compelling, he's pretty fun. And, and he does just fine in this. But it just doesn't have the dark edge to it. It's it's more sort of campy, and it's I never felt at any moment um, nervous or, you know. I mean, again, I'm watching it as a 43 year old. I mean, sure. It, but I'd watched it as a kid too, and I it just um, it didn't seem as scary. Well, I do think that I think it's at least at least I mean it's not scary, but I think it tries. Right. Unlike, I think a lot of the la uh, later sequels just get like super campy. Yeah, they're really campy. Yeah, uh, you know, it's they, they Robert England. Uh, you know, God bless him, he's great. But the way he was written and directed, they made his character Freddy into a joke. Oh, absolutely. So by the time you got to the Freddy's Nightmares TV series, which, by the way, if you <laughs> ever have a chance to watch that, probably the most cheap Jack production you will ever see in your life. I, I've had forgotten that even existed <laughs> it um honestly when you see it the sets on it will remind you of stuff like from plan nine from outer space <laughs> like if someone <laughs> enters a room and slams the door the whole set shakes mm. and everything is done in, in in singular pastel colors so it looks super cheap like a high school play it it, it is so awful um but yeah I, they just they took a character like you said like the first film that was genuinely a frightening figure and you didn't see his face a lot. And when you did, yes, he was burned, but they also made him look all moist <laughs> right. and everything. So he just he looked creepy and everything. And then when they did this film, they totally changed the rules of the Freddy character. This The, the whole point of the movie is that he's taking over Jesse's yeah, body. Yeah, right, right. Which is com not at all like in the first film. And and he comes into reality. He attacks the entire pool party, which is bizarre. He's like running around just ha ha, like slashing right. you know, at people, and and nobody can get out because he's electrified the fence and everything. And it's just it, it's just odd. It's an entertaining film, but it's yeah. very strange because it does not fit in at all with the rest of the series. As a matter of fact, it, it it's not considered canon with the other films because there's no continuity at all. Sure. It just happens to have Freddy Krueger in it. <laughs> and there were some really weird moments in it. Like, um, I remember as a kid, it's the scene where they put the um, blanket over the bird cage and the bird starts mm -hmm. fighting or something and that bird gets out and it blows up. Yes. Um, I had remember as a 10 year old, I'd remember that as a dream sequence and I watched it again and it's like, oh no, that bird just like freaking ex exploded. Yep. And the family is like, oh, I guess it's kind of hot in here. <laughs> What the fuck? Oh, like, God. Oh, like, Clue Gulliger as the dad is right, just a buffoon. Right, right. But it's very, um, yeah, they would have all these crazy things happen, right? Like the toaster would overheat when it wasn't plugged in, and he'd kind of go, whoa, that's wacky. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, um, what was it? Oh, shit. Uh, there was a, um, oh, God. What was the name of that? The, the, I, I wrote it down, and I don't know where the hell I put it. Did you notice the name of the breakfast cereal oh yeah that, yeah yeah that the daughter was eating <laughs> right um i don't remember but i remember laughing at it because <laughs> i saw it 
and I could not stop laughing because I was like, oh, holy crap, that's funny. Uh, oh, yeah, it's Fu Man Shoes. Right, okay. <laughs> and so it's got a Fu Man shoe in a pink gown on it. And <laughs> so it's Fu Man Shoes, like C H E W, in free inside Fu Man Fingers. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> Jesse's little sister is sitting there playing, and they look like long like press on nails that's right that's right and she's sitting there like ooh, you like play with it i mean i don't know who came up with that but that was brilliant yeah I, yeah I, there were like little there were, yeah there were some pretty there were some cute little moments that were like yeah comedic or um suspenseful let's say uh and it's got a little bit more of a polish to it than the first one Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and, and it definitely has its place in like queer cinema, like it's significant, mm. historically oh, yeah. significant in that way, but it just didn't, it wasn't nearly as fun as the first Freddy. And now I'm kind of like, Hmm, I'm like, I'm wondering if I rewatch the others, if I will be less, um, enamored of them because I was a big fan when I was, you know, 11, 12, we watched those films quite a bit. Yeah. Um, we loved them. Yeah, I was too because I felt like, oh, they're really creative because they have different dream sequences and uh, stuff like that. But if you really watch them, oh, they, yeah. they, it goes downhill really quickly. Yeah, and, I bet. The first um, one's still pretty pretty good. Be, mostly, oh, yeah. I mean, mostly Nancy uh, uh, Heather Loggenkamp is, is a super great hero. And oh, she's awesome, yeah. And, you know, Kruger himself is... Uh, pretty pretty nasty and pretty fun and it was so different and of course we got my john saxon in there and baby johnny depp so there's kind of a lot of, <laughs> of like fun stuff about the first film um it's just kind of it feels like almost like a grittier um film than the others and so i'm kind of thinking if i was to re-watch you know three four and all that i think i would find them lacking um, you know, I was yeah. Freddy Krueger for Halloween this last year, which was like the culmination. <laughs> I've, I'd always wanted to do Freddy, so I got to. My brother made me the the glove, and I made the sweater, and it was super fun. Nice. Well, I think I think the whole thing with the first film is because that's all due to Wes Craven. I mean, you know, because mm-hmm. he really didn't. I mean, he 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 wrote and produced, I believe, the third film, but uh, he didn't direct any of the others except for uh, New Nightmare, which I thought was great. Yeah, that was um, I, that was an interesting. It was fine. You know, again, meta yeah, for, before yeah. we had meta, you know. Um, the one last thing I'll say about this movie, because I, I just I'm a nerd and I had to point this out. Uh, Jesse's little sister is played by Christy Clark who <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, do you know who that is? Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> well, she she plays Sammy Brady's sister on Days of Our Lives. Yeah, of course I don't know that, Tim. Come on. <laughs> she's Carrie. She's she's married to Austin. Oh, okay. Austin Reed. <laughs> okay. I That's your only soap, right? You is Days I only watched I've okay. been watching Days of Our Lives for holy shit. Uh, 17 years. 100 years. Yeah. No, I don't know. I I briefly watched Days when I was like 14, 13. But um yeah, no, I've got nothing. <laughs> uh all right. Well. <laughs> hey, I tried. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll be back with our uh final film after these messages. No, that's not big enough. No, that's not big enough either. That's more like it. We're delighted to have you with us, and we extend a cordial welcome to you. 
We've lined up the top stars from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on our giant screen with the new colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading about. To add to your enjoyment, we're all wound up to bowl you over at intermission time with live wire service at our snack bar, where you'll find a tempting variety of favorite foods and beverages. Your continued patronage is very, very welcome. It's intermission. Rise and stretch time. Time to refresh yourself and visit our snack bar. Got a yen for hot popcorn? Your favorite soft drinks are sparkling cold. The juicy Frank sizzling hot. There's delicious coffee freshly brewed. And all kinds of ice cream and candy to tempt you. Showtime will be announced loud and clear to get you back to your car in time. So stretch your legs. Come to the snack bar now. Want to learn more about horror directors? With a lighthearted look at three of their movies, meet fearless podcaster Gore Blimey. I've been unsettled by bats in the past and startled by parrots, and I've even been known to jump at the odd cockatoo. Discover horror films that are classics and others, too. There's a topless aerobics massacre, an exploding rock singer, cannibals, nude martial arts, a deep fried But it's not all silliness. You'll get proper movie breakdowns, opinion, and background information too. Yep, in the 80s and 90s, Jeff Stryker was huge in gay porn. In every sense. So if you're a horror film fan, come and check out the Trilogy of Terror podcast at strangeanddeadly.com or find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or on your podcatcher one of those people that has a certain charisma and a certain style and I'm just hoping one day he'll rub off on me the trilogy of terror podcast where we try three times harder to give you the willies all right we're back and we did forget to rate uh nightmare on elm street to <laughs> uh what 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 do you give it kelly um i'm going to give it a 5 it was it was okay um it was fun to watch as a lark, but like I wouldn't put it on again. Uh, yeah, I, I'll give it a six. I think I liked it a little bit more uh, than you did, uh, just because um, I, I did appreciate it. it. Did have some decent gore in it, um, mm -hmm. and I, I did like the cast. Uh, the acting in it's actually pretty good, uh, it, you know, for considering you know, eighties <laughs> slashers aren't, aren't always well known for their stellar performances but uh <clears throat> so our final selection tonight nothing says the holidays like brutal murder at least that's the way young billy chapman sees it when billy and his little brother ricky witness the slaying of their parents by a murderous saint nick billy is scarred for life after years of the kind of delightful torture as only a catholic orphanage can provide billy gets a job at a local toy store unfortunately for the citizens of heber city utah Billy snaps after being forced to dress up as everyone's favorite <laughs> everyone's favorite jolly old elf and spreads his Christmas cheer to anyone who gets in his way. There's everything you could want for your holiday. Snow sled beheadings, death by antlers, and even the more mundane arrow through the chest. One thing's for sure, there's no way this won't be a silent night, deadly night. Christmas, when all through the house not a creature was stirring, 
not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. So, Kelly, the first thing I remember you telling me was, thank you. Thank you for enriching my life by picking this film. Yeah, yeah, this film was, <laughs> this film was pretty crappy. And, you know, we watch crappy films on purpose. Uh, but, uh, yeah. This, this, is also, this is also the most, um, it was like the first one I watched. So it's like my memory of it is the least uh, cemented. So, oh, well, then you just you might, have to watch it again. I should, shouldn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Treat your family. Yeah, and they haven't they made a lot of um, sequels to this? Like, how many They've are made there? Five, five films. Okay. Now, and you, granted, three, four, and five have nothing to do with it. Yeah, all right. Well, you know, um, the funny thing is that the, my only exposure to this franchise, if you can call it that, is a, is a meme from the second one, I think. The Garbage Day scene is not Garbage from, Day! Yeah, exactly. I saw that. <laughs> I've seen that clip and that meme, you know, a lot. And I, I didn't even know what it was associated with for the longest time. And and that one, the killer, isn't that the younger brother? That's the... Yes. Yeah, right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> so, okay... Now, when this this movie came out, it was banned in a lot of places. Which I can see why, yeah. Well, parents freaked out because, like, oh, my God, you're making Santa, uh, like, into a killer. Which, by the way, I mean, he doesn't, I mean, he's wearing a Santa suit, but he doesn't look like Santa because he doesn't really do the beard or anything. Mm -hmm. um, and he doesn't kill any kids. It's it, He just he goes on this rampage, which, by the way, doesn't really happen until about, what, like, halfway right it took a while to get going yeah because like the the build-up there's a lot of backstory that they go through you know with you know with his what happens like uh with his parents and then when he's at the orphanage which by the way the most nightmarish orphanage ever yeah uh, with, with like the most horrible <laughs> mother superior and she's just i mean an unbelievable witch. Uh, she ties him to his bed. Um, he, he sees... By the way, I don't know who those two people were who were having sex that he right. walked in and watched. But why is she like, beating the crap out of him? He's a kid, and, and you know, he's naturally curious. I mean, who, who at that age wouldn't be like, oh, whoa, what's going on in there? Um, well, have none, have there been any horror film where they don't villainize nuns? I mean, nuns are... Uh, sure. People clearly have issues with nuns. So. Well, 
Everybody I know that's Catholic will always say they're a recovering Catholic and right. they absolutely just detest Catholicism. Right. But, um, I will tell you that there's a scene earlier, early in the movie, and to me, it's the one effective scene. And when I say effective, I mean the one that's like genuinely kind of has a little bit of uh, uh, verisimilitude to it. Uh, it, it uh, and it's the scene where young eight-year-old Billy is left alone with his grandfather. Right, right. And the, and the grandfather is supposedly catatonic, and he just sits there staring. And as soon as the parents leave the room, he just starts talking to the kid. And he's like, you know, Christmas is the worst time of the year. Right. You know, and, and, and it, 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 it's, it's a great scene. And then all of a sudden the parents come in, and he's catatonic again. There's no explanation for it, for why he did that, why that happened at all. Was is is he faking all the time, or right. was it just like some bizarre event that occurred, or or what? But it's the one to me genuinely effective scene. You know, I feel like the the reason I didn't like this film was because it was just so mean spirited and depressing, and like one scene to another, just trying to trying very hard to make this really dark, you know film mm -hmm. and it unfortunately ended up being just depressing you know there's not a single entity in the film that you're rooting for or that you like there there's you don't have any i there's no like hero cop there's there's kind of a sympathetic nun the one sister can't remember her name yeah i i think i think that uh um <clears throat> sister margaret yeah. is the one "Quote unquote heroic character, but she's least, definitely hardly in know. the film. Like it's not like yeah. the film is sort of centered around her. Um, you know, Billy is totally irredeemable. The mm -hmm. film, the film is also extremely rapey. Like it has like at least oh, yeah. three scenes that are mm -hmm. like even kind of the same type of rape scene to where you're like, okay, this director has problems. <laughs> like <laughs> something's wrong with him that he wants to show this over and over." And yeah. it just was like even the scene with the grandpa, it was just so grimy. And so like <laughs> it, it wasn't, you know, a lot of slashers can be fun for me to watch because mm -hmm. they're just kind of corny. But this was just just mean spirited and not it felt like it took forever. I, I don't know how long the runtime is. But I was like, uh, it's it, 85 minutes. Okay, it felt a lot longer than that to me. <laughs> well, um, like yeah. I said, like you say, it felt like I'm like, is the rampage going to start or what? Like, when are we getting to the rampage, <laughs> right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I will tell you, I uh, for my, I, I host a horror movie night every month, and um, for Christmas this was my choice because you know, obviously, yeah, it's, it's the holiday horror. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I got to I hadn't watched it in a long time and I could tell it did not go over well. It was not popular. And, yeah. and the reason why, and I, I, I guess, you know, like you were saying, um, earlier about, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, it's like, oh, well, my memory of it was better. I thought it was better a long time ago and now it's kind of not as good, uh, I remember thinking, oh, this was actually pretty cool. I mean, I really liked, you know, I thought that, like, uh, when Lene Quigley gets impaled on the antlers, which, by the way, you know, not to be that guy, but, you know, totally impossible. Right, right. That it would hold, uh, like, a 110-pound torso. Well, or, that, or that, like, um, people are made out of jello, and you can just push them yes. up against something, yes, and they'll just... The, <laughs> the antlers will go right through a rib right. cage and everything. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse um, me. 
and th there's there's some decent gore in it, and but you're right, it's really mean spirited. It it it's uh, the to me the killing in it that that is the most reprehensible is uh, the the girl he likes right is, is being kind of like gonna be raped by this coworker who's this asshole he works with, and. He rests. He kills the guy, and you think like, "Oh, now she's going to be grateful." Like, "Oh, you you saved me," but she's afraid, and, and rightfully so. And so the fact that she's afraid of him pisses him off, and so then he like fucking kills her too. Right, right. And now he doesn't just kill her; he kills. It's pretty gruesome. Yeah, the, that's where it's like it's like that crossing that line between a horror film and an exploitation film where you're like, okay, yeah. I'm just watching garbage, you know? And, and some exploitation films are a lot of fun and some films that straddle that line are fun. Like we, uh, one of our favorites, right? Sleepaway camp where oh God, it's yeah. definitely got that <laughs> exploitive aspect to it, but there's enough, like, I hate to use this word, but there's like almost a cheerfulness to the proceedings. Um, as, as ridiculous, <laughs> as ridiculous and stupid and, dark and nasty as that film is but this one didn't have there was no charm to this movie whatsoever like and so it was just really hard to get through um and ultimately there's no like i i mean it was so like it, don't they shoot like they show up and they shoot a what a priest who's dressed as santa who's deaf i mean right. wh what audience is that gonna read well with we're just kind of like really like well yeah. it's supposed to be like it's supposed to trick you that oh they've they they, yeah. they got billy you know before he could get into the building and you know of course it's oh no you happen why we're never told that that priest is deaf earlier by right the right <laughs> they're just like we, oh, yeah because we see him earlier in the film it's never said oh by right. the way father you know kilpatrick or whatever you know like a, he's he's deaf but anyway um <clears throat> I mean, I guess like the beheading on the snowboards, I thought was kind of funny, but, um, you know, <laughs> I but, forgot about that scene, but yes, but right. there's, but there's like, there's just not a lot of likable characters in it. And when you, you know, like the, the whole sequence with building up when he's a kid, I mean, this poor kid is absolutely abused in this, this yeah. orphanage. Again, and, uh, who wants to watch that? You know what I'm saying? It's right. kind of like, oh. Yeah, it's not fun to watch either, especially when they tie him to the bed. Uh, uh, that was just like, what? Or when what? he has to watch his mother be sexually assaulted and stabbed right. and leaves his little brother in the car. Like, it just, the, there was just yeah. a lot of like, ooh, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, now, even better, uh, 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 Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Now, that movie is about 70 minutes long. Okay. And and I am not I, I I shit you not, it's forty five minutes of footage from this film. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Basically what the the movie is 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 like grown up uh, uh Ricky, the little brother. Mm -hmm. Now he's grown up and he's in a mental institution and he's being interviewed by this psychiatrist and the the first two thirds of the film is him recapping part one. Okay. So it's the quote unquote greatest hits from part one. Okay. And, and, and by the time you literally you get to like almost the hour mark, you're like, 
is there anything oh wow <laughs> new other than just like cutting to him every once in a while they go yeah that's what happened well you know, you know you've got the uh you've got that one scene which is just yes. no, that's, honestly that's the only thing that film's good for there you go is when he finally he finally kills the psychiatrist he gets out of the uh he escapes from the mental institution and so he goes on a rampage by the way not wearing a santa outfit just wearing like jeans uh, and like a, and a yeah sweater. like a sweater yeah, a crew neck sweater yeah and he just goes around he find he, he kills a, a cop he gets a gun and he just starts shooting random people down the street you know and he's like garbage day when this right. guy's carrying out garbage and he shoots a guy and the only thing that really connects it other than you know, obviously the, he's the little brother is he decides he's got to go kill mother superior okay because remember she survived she survived which was one of the surprising. only it was yes right now they have, like I said, they they play the flashbacks and they they show uh, the original uh, actress Lillian Chauvin, okay, and <laughs> I I oh my god, so you see this actress, then they when they go to the present day and he goes, okay, now I'm gonna go kill Mother Superior. We see Mother Superior in this you know in this one. And it's a completely different actress. Uh, she was so, like, I'm not doing it. Well, I don't know if maybe she died or or just didn't want to do it or whatever. But the, the funny thing is they show the archival footage right. of her and then they bring in a completely different person right. to play her. Well, you know, I just was watching the Mystery Science Theater of... Um, the attack of the the eye creatures and they oh, have that they have that montage at the end with the bots where they're they have all the uh they just didn't care right yeah <laughs> like they just they're like care. just stick a woman in a penguin <laughs> outfit and that's good enough you know yeah oh my god it, it's it's just honestly it, it's one of those things you almost have to admire them for having the balls right to, to put this thing out and call it a new movie yeah well that's funny i 20 minutes of new footage that's so interesting i didn't know that i mean like i said i don't know much about the franchise and i i definitely feel your pain with you know grabbing an old dusty film that you remember quite fondly and and playing it for friends and realizing your friends are probably not going to come back to your movie night <laughs> like I, we've all been yeah. there it's like that's why i always like to pick a movie nobody's seen including me so i have that sort of plausible deniability like okay uh, sorry guys yeah. well yeah, you know, it's funny because, like, it, as much as I actually <laughs> I really love Strip Nude for Your Killer, I have yet to show that. That might be because, the straw that breaks the camel's back. Yeah, bone. I'm afraid that if I show that, people, my friends are just going to be like, well, right. it was nice knowing you. Um, oh, man. Lose my number. <laughs> that was, like, um, a couple, it was, like, a year ago when our we had our yeah. group and our friend um, brought Street Trash Oh, and God. that was really hard to get through that. And, yeah. and we're, and he was the newest guy to the group and we're like, you know, buddy, like, like, I know we said it's B movie night, but like, there just has to be some standard, right? Like something, cause that one was really rough. Like, oh. yeah, I'm not a fan of that film. No. Um, so what's, what's your rating for the classic silent night, deadly night? I'm going to say a four. It just was so hard to get through. I do appreciate this weird blip in the eighties where we had just such incredibly nasty sort of quote family horror films. I do appreciate mm -hmm. that, but no, that this film was, didn't work out for me. So that's a very generous four 
for me. You know, uh, surprisingly, because I picked it, I'm actually going to give it a three. Uh, because, like I said, I remembered enjoying it more than I actually ended up right. liking it. I I just didn't realize just how ugly it is. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it, it's one of the most misogynistic slashers I've ever seen. And that's saying something. Right. It's considered a pretty misogynistic <laughs> genre. Um, but it, it's, it's pretty... Uh, disgusting in that you know, way. It's, it's just, it's... That's funny because like this isn't a horror film but I, I I remember enjoying the film Rob Roy from the 90s, mid 90s. Oh yeah. And yeah. I remembered enjoying it right because I, I actually love um, his, oh, his, yeah, I historical yeah well it's not a scene it's just I, I like historical um, action I like action films as you know. Anyway yeah. I and I had a friend who had a crush on Liam Neeson, right? So we got that movie to watch and it was also an ugly film and not just because of the rape scene and all that, but it just was an ugly film and I hadn't remembered it that way. Um, so I think sometimes our sensibilities change or, you know, maybe we're a lot younger when we watch it. Um, um, or like I was just in the eye creatures movie. Um, yes. I forgot how sleazy that film was because oh, I've it's scuzzy. Yeah, yeah, and I've seen it so many times, right? But this time Ralph is watching it with me and he is just like really grossed out and I'm like <laughs> I hadn't remembered that like aspect to I, it. I, I think having met Ralph, I I, I think his bullshit meter is uh, pretty It pretty is. Good. It's it's so hard to be, you know It's yeah. hard to get it past. No, it is. I've got to be so careful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, see, I, I could just see, like, uh, you and me, like, watching something, like, oh, this is so great. And then he comes in the room, shakes his head, and walks out. Yeah, I <laughs> I think he did sit through sleepaway camp, and I was, like, worried about my marriage after that. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Well, to be fair, sleepaway camp, I mean, to me, I think I said, I actually said this when we did it on the show, but it, it felt to me like... Um, like one of those Disney TV movies, yeah. like like High School Musical, where everything goes but horribly, with murder, right? Yeah, just the dark, yeah. The way it's shot, I mean, it looks very uh, almost like. Do you remember the uh, that made for TV movie in the eighties? Well, you didn't have you didn't watch TV, but there was one with, uh, uh, you know, the big teen stars or at the time it was Michael J. Fox and Nancy McKeon, and it was a summer camp movie called uh, I think it was Poison Ivy. Or something like that, and it was like wacky antics, you know, oh. at, a, at a boys and girls summer camp, and uh, you know, it, that's what sleepaway camp felt like, right? But like with with murder, with murder and just <laughs> nastiness, and... and just people dropping the f bomb every five seconds, well, and screaming I, at each other. We could do a whole podcast on camp summer camp films because there's oh you know there's horror, but there's also this really ridiculous tits and ass type comedies that are not oh, sure not funny and then there's some good ones like meatballs and you could do a whole mm. like summer camp thing but um and of course my all-time favorite which is wet hot american summer which i yes. i just love so much but yeah uh, that, there's a lot of great uh comic talent in that movie yes oh my god and the tv series and both the TV of them series yes. on netflix love yeah. it Okay, well, we got through it. Those, you know what? I felt like out of all of the movies we've discussed, this was kind of our most dismal roundup. <laughs> it, it kind of was. Like we, like, we, did we, I actually enjoy any of these? Yeah, it's like we had great intentions. And... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, I mean, I was trying to sandbag you with Silent Night. Uh, well, you know, well done. It took, it took me like four times to get through it. Well, again, it backfired on me because I liked it less than you. <laughs> You're like, oh, God damn it. You played yourself. Uh, <laughs> so. 
Uh, I did not check myself before I wrecked myself. That's right. <laughs> Ah, well, that's the show for this time. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us or just tell us how great we're doing, you can write to us at moviemorgue1 at att.net. Uh, don't forget to visit our website, designed by our own Kelly, at bbnbs.net, and check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter feeds. Uh, please take the time to give us a hopefully positive review on <laughs> iTunes and SoundCloud, or, you know, negative, right. whatever. Any <laughs> attention. Any attention. We're, 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 we're uh, needy children. Uh, uh, next time, we'll be take, talking about the plane of the 1970s hit series Fantasy Island mm. with Michael Pena. Go overboard for musical mermaids in the lure and put on our leg warmers and polish our katanas for Ninja 3 The Domination. This makes sense. Have a fantastic week and we will see you next time. Christmas comes but once a year and mostly it is swell. But there's an epidemic that I think we all know well. Know well. Your smile is frozen open, there's a crazed look in your eye. You overflow with compliments while trying to deny that you loathe the gift you opened, but you try to keep your grace. Your scary grin is frozen, don't you know you've got a case of present face, present face, present face. Oh, thank you so much. You really hoped your parents would give you a great big check. Instead, you got a puffy painted hummingbird turtleneck. Turtleneck. And you hoped for an engagement ring inside that tiny box. But your stupid former future husband only bought you socks. Now your face is all contorted as you're trying to erase the truth behind that smile. Don't you know you've got a case of... Present face, present face, present face, present face. Oh my god, this is so pretty and I'll totally use it. It's like purple and the sides are fuzzy. I love it. Wow. Accent to it. Do they see how much I hate it? I hope that they don't know. I can't tell if they're onto me. Oh, please don't let it show. Baby Jesus got some gold, what all infants prefer. But I bet he got the present face with frankincense and myrrh. myrrh. Christmas and his birthday are both on the 25th. It must have sucked to have to open combination gifts. But if Jesus couldn't hide it from his omnipresent place, you and I are doomed to an everlasting case of present face. You shouldn't have present face. Just what I wanted. Present face. For all the times I go fishing. Present face. Oh. Miles, I feel so horny.